Hello and welcome to the Enjoy Church podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope this message empowers, equips, and helps you become everything God has called you to be. Enjoy the message. Wow, it is amazing to be here today. It is an absolute privilege and an honour. For those that may not know who I am, my name is Johnny. I have the privilege of being our children's pastor here at Enjoy Church with the Kid Mania gang and the Kid Mania crew. Um, Yes, I am biased. I get to do life with some of the most amazing human beings on this planet. I love that team. Um, and and that's, that's an absolute honour, and I mean that genuinely. It is a blessing to be able to minister to the next generation coming up and seeing them become champions and do all they're going to do for God. Um, I have, I've been married for 14 years, my wife Maria, 14 beautiful, long years. <laughs> Uh-oh, no, I'm only joking. I've got two children, Elisha and Joshua. Elisha's going to be 11 very soon. She's growing up. She's going to be an empire soon, Pastor Aaron and Emily. Oh, that's crazy. And Joshua, who's nine years old, and I have a third child. A lot of people might not know this. That's my beautiful puppy dog, Sonny. Sonny is like our little boy at home. We love Sonny. He's a Moodle. Don't know if anyone knows what a Moodle is. I never knew what a Moodle was until we got one. Um, Half Maltese, half Poodle. So there you go. It's a pretty cool dog. I know the Caesars have got a Moodle as well. Um, And I am so grateful and honoured and want to give a massive Massive shout out of appreciation to our senior pastors, Pastor Shane and Pastor Georgie. It is not something I take lightly. Um, I am humbled and I appreciate the opportunity to be able to share God's word with you all. You know, one thing I've learned during my Enjoy journey is that we have senior pastors that are so for championing people in their calling, championing people to achieve all that God has put on their life. And they are just unique. And I know we all are so grateful for Pastor Shane and Pastor Georgie in our life. Our love goes out to you both. And we cannot wait to see you back from your leave, back in the house of God once again. Today, church, I want to talk to you about a message called Making Your Mark. And as I'm speaking about this message, Making Your Mark, there are, there are people that came to my mind whilst I was putting this together. One person in particular that I thought of when it came to making your mark in the world, people that have left an imprint, a legacy, would be someone like a Billy Graham. Now, a lot of us have heard of Billy Graham, right? Billy Graham, one of the biggest evangelists of all time, has led millions and millions and millions of people to Christ. Um, Billy Graham is someone that just had an absolute anointing over his life. In fact, an interesting fact that some people might not know is the record for the largest attendance ever at the MCG in a single event, does not go to the AFL Grand Final, which I thought it would, doesn't go to the cricket match or a sporting event, not even a rock concert, but it goes to Billy Graham. Isn't it amazing? God holds the record at the MCG for the largest attendance till this very day. That is so cool. It's actually estimated, I think there were so many people, they couldn't count all the numbers. There was roughly between 130 to 140,000 people at the MCG that day. How amazing is that? Billy Graham. Another person that, that came to my mind was, was Mother Teresa. You might be like, that's an interesting person to come to your mind. Well, when you think about the impact that Mother Teresa left, her heart for missions, her heart for the poor, her heart uh, to bring the gospel to those in need all around the world, specifically in the country of India, I think she has left a massive imprint in the world as well. And another individual that I thought of was Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King, a man who stood up with the presence of God, 
He stood up for rights. He stood up for equality. He stood up and was known not only in America, but all around the world for his civil rights movement. Um, There's a public holiday in America of this man as well. And he's also known especially for his speeches, right? I have a dream. So there's people in our modern day that we can think of that have made a mark in the world that we, we all know today. Their legacy continues to live on. Then you can turn to the Bible and there's people, you can go right through Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Queen Esther and the Apostle Paul and the Apostle Peter and John and and you keep going. But I would think the greatest person to ever walk planet earth who has left a mark on this, this planet would be Jesus Christ. Surely no one else has left a greater mark than Him. 2,000 years later, we're still talking about this man today. Every week, billions of people gather just like we are today to sing, to worship, to praise, to give Him honour. I mean, our holidays are all revolved around His life, around His birth, around His death. Everything revolves around Christ. No one has had such an impact like Jesus. And with all of these people who have made an impact in the world, putting Jesus aside for a sec because He was Son of God and Son of Man, But some of those others that I spoke about, they all had people in their life that championed them, that helped them get to where they needed to get, that played a part in their life. And this is really the key focus of the message today. It's not necessarily about us making our mark in our legacy, which is great, and and we should be aiming for that. But it's about making a mark in the life of someone else, championing someone else in helping them achieve their legacy and helping them achieve all that God's put in their life. The people behind the people. Anyone heard of a man called Mordecai Ham? Hands up, you heard of Mordecai Ham? A couple people, that's cool. Has anyone heard of Ham? <laughs> Bataki Ham, Fabrice Leg Ham. I love Fabrice Leg Ham. Thinly sliced, eight pieces. It is the best. Well, we're not talking about that type of ham. We're talking about Mordecai Ham. Mordecai Ham was a minister and someone that ran revival meetings in America in the early 1900s. And in one particular meeting, Mordecai Ham gave out an altar call and a young 15 to 16 year old young man at the back popped his hand up and decided to make a decision for Jesus that day. And that man was Billy Graham. It's amazing because all Mordecai Ham was doing was what he was called to do. He didn't do anything extraordinary. He didn't have superpowers. He wasn't some person that was elite and, and, and the rest of society wasn't. He was fulfilling his calling in God. And God used Mordecai Ham to make a mark and play a part in Billy Graham's legacy. And that's the point. We can turn to the Bible and we see the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul loves Timothy. He calls Timothy his son in the faith. And he champions Timothy on in all that he can do. And one thing I love that Paul says about Timothy is, he says about Timothy, Timothy, you have a sincere faith. And he says to Timothy, your faith that is so sincere, it must have been a very um, extroverted faith, something that everyone could see very clearly for Paul to specifically mention it. And he says, Timothy, the sincere faith that you have, I first saw in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And it's interesting that Paul will then say to him, and this is the same faith that I see in you. Again, you can see that Timothy's grandmother and mother played a part in Timothy's legacy. 
What did they do? They didn't have superpowers or any, any, any super strength. They played their part and were called to do what they did. They raised Timothy with a faith and a reverential fear and an honour and a love for God, not knowing who Timothy was going to grow up to be. But in the end, Timothy grew up to be one of the biggest preachers of the gospel. He went all around different lands, different nations, preaching the gospel. Paul's right-hand man. And that's the point. See, Timothy's grandmother and mother, just like Mordecai Ham, had no idea who it was that they were investing in. They didn't actually need to know who they were investing in. All they needed to do was fulfill the call of God in their life and make a mark in someone else's life. Isn't that cool that God can use everyday people like you and I to make a mark in each other's world? It is so cool. I love that thought. I love it. Before we, we read our scripture, I want to give you another example. Um, and it's found in this scripture. So I'll give you some background story to it. Um, but it's an example of how many can work together to fulfill a, a call of God on their life and work towards a legacy. So we're, we're going to be looking in the book of Acts. And this story is, it's Moses taking the Israelites out of the promise, uh, um, out of the promised land, out of Egypt and working towards the promised land. So in this particular story, this is the first battle that Israel are facing since coming out of Egypt. And Amalek and his people were coming against Israel. So Moses says, he calls Joshua and he says, hey Joshua, now I'm going to paraphrase here for you. He says, Joshua, I want you to gather some of your strongest men, go out and fight Amalek and his people. While you're doing that, I'm going to be on a hill and I'm going to be up on this hill. I'm going to take Aaron and her with me and I'm going to have my hands held up. And while you're fighting the battle physically, I'm going to be up here intercessing for you with God spiritually. So this is what happens. Joshua goes, takes some men, fights Amalek and his people. Moses goes up on a hill and his hands are up. Now, the battle might go all day or for a number of days. It's going to be pretty hard to keep your hands up for that long, right? I mean, I get tired just after five minutes having my hands up like this. So Moses strategically, very cleverly, brings Aaron and her with him. And he's up there and he's got his hands up. And as we read in Scripture, Moses' hands get very tired and weary. And this is where we pick up our Scripture in the book of Acts, chapter 17. Sorry, the book of Exodus, chapter 17, verses 12 to 14. And it says this, But Moses' hands grew weary, so they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it, while Aaron and Hur held up his hands, one on one side and the other on the other side. So his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua overwhelmed Amalek and his people with the sword. There's Israel's victory right there. Then the Lord said to Moses, write this as a memorial in a book and recite it in the ears of Joshua, that I will utterly blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven. It's amazing. When you think about this story, you think about Moses' hands grew weary and he could see, he could foresee in time that his hands will grow weary. He knew that he needed to bring two people with him to support him in fulfilling what he needed to achieve. You see, Aaron and her, Aaron and her were needed to step in and play their part. They were needed to step in at a time where Moses needed them the most. It was essential. It was crucial. Moses is the one with his hands up. Yes. Joshua is the one fighting the battle. Yes. But Aaron and her are there supporting Moses' hands up. So here you've got Joshua building his legacy and defeating the nations of Israel. You've got Moses building his legacy, intercessing on behalf of Israel. And then you've got Aaron and her being part of a legacy that are there to support these champions in Israel's victory. 
not only are they building their own legacy for the kingdom, which is so cool, but they're also building one another's legacy. They are making a mark in each other's life. And, and that's the key. The key is not only do we go through life um, building, making a mark in our world and leaving a legacy for the next generation, which is so awesome. And it's a great goal for all of us to have, especially in this year of legacy. Like this, I don't know if you can have a favorite summit theme, but this will have to be mine. I just love it. I've loved all the summits. This one just stands out to me so much. And I think it's partly because I have the privilege of being in Kidmania. So you get to see legacy being poured out week in, week out. But just the effect of every one of us capturing that thought, that idea of we are building something great that is going to live long after we are gone from here. And it's going to be passed through to the next generation. And not only are we building this within ourselves, but we can build this within each other's life as well. Champion each other in our own legacy, but support the person next to you. That's what I love. And I love how the Lord says to Moses, hey, Moses, write this down as a memorial in a book. How awesome is that? He's telling Moses, don't forget what happened here. I want you to recite this through the generations to remember the day that your Lord, your God delivered you from the hands of your enemies and set you up for a victory. You see, we can all be making a mark in the lives of others around us. The roles we play may be different, but they're not less important. The roles that we play might look very different, but they're not less important. We will come into the life of another person for a particular season, and that is completely fine and okay. Maybe a long season, maybe a short season, but it's a season. God can use you in that season. There are no small roles. A wise man once told me, Pastor Jake Ferreira, there are no small roles. And what he meant by that was in movies, there's a saying that there's no small roles. Everyone plays a part. Whether you're the director, the producer, the makeup artist, the caterers, the supporting actors, um, everyone that plays a part in the movie, they all play an important part to get that movie on the screen. And so it is with the kingdom. There are no small roles. Everyone plays a very important, significant part. We are but one piece of a massive jigsaw puzzle. And we all get to input that into someone else's life, not just our own. A personal example of this for me was when we first arrived at Enjoy Church about six, seven years ago nearly. Seven years ago, we walked in this, in, into this place and, and we automatically just were like, we fell in love. We're like, this just feels special. This, this is home. This feels like home. Um, and within the first few weeks of Enjoy Church, being there two or three weeks, we were um, approached by so many people who made us feel welcomed and loved and accepted and included. One particular family, uh, when I think about this, that comes to mind, they invited us out for lunch. It was, our, it was our first invite out with an Enjoy family. And that's Tony and Monica Lapilla. Who here loves Tony and Monica Lapilla? They are amazing. With their daughter, Emily, and their son, James, as well. So we went out for lunch. And their kids are a different age to my kids, right? It's not like we had kids the same age, but very different ages. Our kids were seven years younger than what they are now. So they invited us out for lunch and we went out for lunch. Now for them, it was probably just a lunch invitation. It was just a way of just connecting with the family and going out for lunch. But I know for Maria and I, that was not a lunch invitation. That was so important in our life. That was so instrumental in us planting ourselves here at Enjoy Church. You might be like, really? Just a lunch? But it really was. It, it, it made such effort for our life. Um, we found ourselves 
falling in love with this place even more because we thought, wow, such a large place, but yet it feels so homely and such so family. It was so welcoming and inclusive. Now for them, like I said, it was just an invitation, but I believe with all my heart, God had no, they had no idea that God was using them to play a part in our life. You see, this couple and many others, I'm using these guys as an example, but many others have made a mark in our lives personally, and it's helped position us in our life to where we are today. We don't kid ourselves. It's, it's, there's so many people that have played a part in our life that have been there for seasons, whether it's been a lunch, whether it's been a coffee, whether it's been a phone call, a prayer. You know, our foyer is, I reckon, the, the best place where you can make a mark in people's lives because it's a place where you can hang out, have a coffee, talk to people, fellowship, give an encouraging word to someone, see someone who might need assistance with something in their life, be able to, to redirect them somewhere. You can play such a part in someone's life. Our foyer is the best soil to be able to make a mark. And over the last seven years in our foyer here at Enjoy Church, we have had so many people making a mark in our life and have been a part of our legacy. That's the beautiful thing about making a mark in the life of someone else. It goes beyond you. It's selfless. It's selfless, isn't it? You're putting another person's needs first. You might want to go straight home after church, but you might think God might speak to you. And he might say, invite that person out for lunch or stay back and give that person an encouraging word. Then the choice and the option really comes down to us. We either will do it or we won't. It can be inconvenient. I get it. But we might be that piece of the puzzle that that individual needs to hear that's going to set them to create their legacy and make their mark. Because there is a part for everyone to play. One of my favourite words in the Bible is the word Jesus. Obviously it is, but no, I was talking about a different word. Obviously it's Jesus. But one of my favourite words in the Bible is the word whosoever. I've loved that word. I think I got a revelation of that word around four or five years ago, that what it really means. Can I encourage you, anytime you read the Word of God, and you see the word whosoever, stop everything you're doing and really pay attention to that word. Because that word literally means it's for you. What it's about to say, take it. Whosoever means everyone and anyone. It's an open invitation. Uh, probably the most popular scripture would be John 3.16, right? For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, so that whosoever would believe, will not perish, but have everlasting life. Well, there you go. The word whosoever, that's an open invitation. And if you're all new here today, I'm going to be touching on that a little bit later on at the end of the service, the word whosoever. But whosoever I love because it's available to anyone. And this message of making your mark is really for whosoever. Whosoever would take this and put it into practice. What do you need to do this? What do you need to be able to put it into practice? Well, we need to be willing at times to step out of our comfort zone. We need to keep being faithful with the little that God gives us. We need to keep running the race of faith. We can be open to God using us, not only to leave a mark in our life, but to leave a mark in the life of someone else. I want to share with your church two points, two very simple things that we can do, take home today and put into practice. Number one, ask God to use you. Pretty simple, right? Have a conversation with God. I triple dare you have a conversation with God and say, Lord, use me. Holy Spirit, use me as you see fit. I want to be used by you. Not only, not only to leave a legacy in my life, 
for generations to come, which is great. It's a great thing. I want to do that. But to use me to be able to make a mark in someone else's legacy and be a piece of the puzzle that will champion them on to do all that they can do for you, Lord. Use me, Lord. I'm here. That's point number one. Point number two, do something. I, that, that was one of the first things that stood out to me personally. I'm sure, Maria, it's the same for you when we walked into church. It's written at the, at the entrance of our foyer, do something across our locations. It doesn't say do everything because honestly, that's too hard. You can't. It doesn't say do nothing. I mean, anyone can do that, literally. <laughs> Imagine that, you walked out of here. Do nothing. Yes, this is my church. <laughs> Easy, I can do that. Sign me up today, Team Sunday. No, it says do something. We can all do something, right? We all have the ability to play a part in, another, in someone else's life. We can all do something. We can all do something. Mordecai Ham did something. He put out an altar call and he was just operating in his gifting. That was it. Someone responded. Tony and Monica did something. They invited my family out for lunch and help us connect into Enjoy Church. We all did something. We can all do something. Timothy's grandmother, Lois, and his mum, Eunice, they did something. They raised Timothy with this faith, with this faith that Timothy was known by. Everyone can do something. I want to show you a short video. It's a short clip and it's an example of someone who did something in another person's life that helped champion them on, that helped make a mark in their world with a few words and a simple action. It's amazing to see how God can use that and what we can do. So church, turn your eyes to the screens and enjoy the video. I have a lot of memories from when I was a child. One that's always stuck out to me though was when I was about 10 years old and I was in school and I struggled. And I, I didn't struggle with English, math, or science. I struggled holding still. And I would try to listen and focus and process ideas, but I couldn't help myself. And to be honest, I would sit there and then I would just start tapping. And the students in the class would look at me and they'd say, hey, stop tapping. A lot of the time, I didn't even realize I was doing it. And then eventually even the teachers got after me and they would yell at me and they'd say, Clint, you have to stop tapping. It got so bad that I got sent to the principal's office for tapping. And he said to me, okay, maybe when you go back to class, just try sitting on your hands. And so I did, I went back to class and when I felt myself starting to tap, I just, I did this, I sat on my hands. And that worked for about five seconds. One time I was tapping in class and my teacher, Mr. Jensen, looked at me and he yelled. And he said, Clint, stay after class. And I thought to myself, this is it, I am done. Now I've always been the type of person that believes that a single moment in time can change a person's life. And this was one of those moments for me and I will never forget it. And so I was sitting there with Mr. Jensen and an empty classroom. And he walked past me and he sat next to his desk and he said, Clint, come here, I wanna to talk to you. And as he looked me right in the eye, he said, now, I need you to know something, you're not in trouble. But I do have just one question that I have to ask you. And he asked, he said, have you ever thought about playing the drums? And in that moment, Mr. Jensen, he leaned back and he opened the top drawer of his desk. And he reached in and he pulled out my very first pair of drumsticks. And he held them in his hands and he looked at me and he said, hey, Clint, 
you're not a problem. I think you're a drummer. Isn't that a cool clip? I love that clip. Love it. Ah, I've watched that clip so many times and every time I've just like cried and cried. My wife's like, get a grip of yourself. What's wrong with you? I'm like, I can't help it. But I'm doing it right today. It's pretty good. See, you should be proud of me, babe. I love that clip because it's a real, uh, I'm a visual type of learner. So uh, as, sometimes I need to see something visually to really grasp it. And it's such a simple, practical way of how we can make a mark in the life of someone else. Who knows if that teacher, God put in that teacher's heart to speak to that child and that, that man, that teacher, Mr. Jensen thought, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. What would have happened to that kid? Who knows? We actually don't know. And that's the reality. We don't know. But what we do know is that that teacher, Mr. Jensen, was a great example of how you can speak life and encouragement to another individual and make a difference to their life. That's what I love about that clip. You can speak life and encouragement to a person and they can turn their life from that to that. By you, that's how powerful you are. Jesus says, all authority has been given unto me and I give it unto you. We're His people. That means that the authority that Christ has, you're walking around with that authority right now on planet earth. Isn't that amazing? Who are we that we get to walk around with this authority of Christ within us? and impact the world around us. We are children of God. That's who we are. We're co-heirs with Christ. We're conquerors with Christ. We share in His inheritance. So God can use each and every single one of us to make an impact on the life, just like that example we saw in a clip. Church, I really want to encourage you. Look for the moments where you can make a difference in someone else's life. In this year of legacy, and as we, as, as we move throughout this year, Yes, let's focus on the legacy that we can live, a legacy that we can build, a legacy that we can leave, not only to our children, but to generations to come. It is good and it is wholesome. And I encourage you all to be seeking God. In what part, what legacy, Lord, will you have for me that I will leave? It's a great thing. But in the hustle and bustle of life, can I encourage us all? Let's also be mindful of the person sitting right next to you, the person in front and the person behind What's their legacy? How can you possibly pay a, play a part in their world? How can you be making a mark in their life and helping to champion them on to do all that they've called to do, to make a mark in their world, to be able to leave an imprint behind us? We can play a part in each other's life. And that's the beautiful thing about family. Family is that we can play a part in each other's life. And this is what we are. I tell you, one of the biggest things that stood out to me in this church from the day I walked in was family. Oh, we have a father of the house that is just, words are speechless. Mother of the house that is exactly the same. And then we've got family 
all of us, we're all family. We can play a part in each other's world. It is so vital. So I kind of encourage you, ask God to use you. And when you hear from the Lord, obey Him. Do something. Ask God to use you and do something. They're not hard. We're not always going to feel like it. I get it. But it's not hard. It's quite simple. Speaking, listening, acting. Let's ask God and we can all do something. And watch the world around us that we will change. How can it not change? It has to change, right? We're impacting each other's world. It has to change.